Welcome to another episode of Deals in the Podcast. Hello, Allison. Hello, Michael. How are you? Good. Let's start with a question for you. Okay. Um, My question to you is how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a wood... I don't know. What is this question? What is the saying? If a woodchuck could chuck wood. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck Chuck, if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's not my question. My question is, what is your definition of getting canceled? Getting can my definition of getting canceled is when like um the Fox network in the nineties announces that they're canceling a TV series after one season, that's canceled to me. But also if you're talking about cancel culture, canceled to me means someone like never works again and maybe they get investigated for the reason why they're canceled and we never okay. hear from them. They disappear. Okay. So they're done. Done so, yes. Okay. So I looked to the dictionary uh, for their definition. And they basically say it's like, you know, when an individual Mm -hmm. decides to boycott someone over their actions or words, right? Right. And then, and kind of like what you said, like that Mm -hmm. leads to the, and then others, you know, they all boycott this person and it leads to them losing jobs, et cetera. Right. Mm Kind of like what you said, like and that's my definition, too. Like to me, the only people that have that come to mind have really been canceled Mm -hmm. are like Harvey Weinstein and uh, Bill Cosby, rightfully so. Yeah, because they were convicted of their crimes Mm -hmm. and they will hopefully never work again. Right. They're going to rot in prison and they're done. Lord, Lord hoping. But can I ask you this, though? Do you consider canceled, though, to be because to me, that is the legal system canceling them. Do you can like, can people be canceled without the law stepping in? Yes, but I don't think that happened. And the reason I bring that up is because Kevin Spacey was supposedly and I'm putting this in air quotes canceled Mm -hmm. in 2017. Mm -hmm. Right. After multiple, multiple allegations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct were made against him. But he wasn't really canceled because he just booked a movie role. Yeah, if anything, he was like canceled in the eyes of Netflix's House of Cards. So this movie sounds like a shit show piece of trash. But before we get to that, I'm going to go over what led to Kevin Spacey's cancellation and now, oh, come back, Rose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we please go back. We don't need that comeback. But so Anthony Rapp, who's a Broadway star, he was in Rent. He's currently on Star Trek Discovery. He told The Advocate in 2001 that he was uh, sexually assaulted by an actor when he was just 14 years old. Anthony didn't name names, but he did name names in 2017 when he said on Twitter that a drunken Kevin Spacey made sexual advances toward him at a party in 1986 when Anthony was 14, Kevin Spacey was 26. Kevin tweeted an apology to Anthony, but said he doesn't remember it at all. Convenient. Mm -hmm. So thanks to Anthony bravely coming forward about that, over a dozen other accusers came forward and also accused Kevin Spacey of being a predator. Uh, like Richard Dreyfuss's son was among the mm-hmm. accusers, as was the son of Boston anchor woman Heather Unruh. And people who worked at House of Cards accused him, and several young men who worked at the Old Vic Theater, where Kevin Spacey was artistic director in London. So lots of accusations, and they're as recent as 2016. Yes. So Kevin responded to the stories that he's a predator. By coming out as gay. Remember all that? Yeah, that was the grossest move. Yeah, like he expected us to be like, what? Rape allegations? Oh my God, girl. Kevin Spacey (laughs) is gay. Blast the Cher remix. Bust out the (laughs) rainbow confetti. We forgot all about that. There's like a parade float. It's like, I'm every woman. That's what he thought was going to happen. That's what he thought. It didn't happen. That didn't happen for him. It 
it didn't happen. We didn't pop the confetti. People will pop the confetti when he's jailed, but he tried it. It went really bad. So gay, Kevin's gay smokescreen didn't work. He was fired from House of Cards, like you said. He was supposed to star in a Gore Vidal biopic for Netflix. That was canceled. He was replaced by Christopher Plummer in Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World. He was dropped by his agents. But since Kevin Spacey is a narcissistic fuck turd, he can't stay away and he needed attention. So for the past three Christmases, he's on Jesus's birthday, Allison. Of all the days you could pick. Yeah, he's become like the ghost of Christmas. Ugh, you know, and he's released these weird videos on YouTube. And the first one, he performed as Frank from House of Cards and pretty much denied all the accusations. These videos are horrible. They're Mm -hmm. cursed. They're my The Ring videos. Do not watch them. Yeah, they're very weird. Like, my other hat is a tinfoil hat, so I always watch them thinking that there's hidden meaning and he's sending out hidden messages and I don't like it. It feels really, it feels like playing with a Ouija board to me. I don't like it. Yeah, it's just something that you're watching. You're like, I should not be watching this and I do not like watching this. So I'm going to go watch a cat play with a laser instead. Better use of your time, to be honest. Much better. So Kevin hasn't been acting and he's been spending his time with his lawyers mostly Uh, Because of the accusations, he's being investigated by the LAPD, Scotland Yard, and he was facing charges in Massachusetts for allegedly sexually assaulting Heather Unruh's 18-year-old son. Those charges were dropped when the victim decided to stop testifying, Mm -hmm. and the victim also said he lost his phone, which she says had a lot of, like, text messages and evidence. So... Mm -hmm. Kevin got out of that case, and several accusers have filed civil lawsuits against him, including Anthony Rapp, who filed a joint lawsuit with an accuser who doesn't want to be publicly named. Recently, the court ordered that the unnamed accuser must name himself if he wants the lawsuit to move forward and not be thrown out. So Kevin's got a lot of legal stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And if this wasn't sinister and horrible and awful enough, there's been several deaths in connection to the accusation. See, that's what I'm saying about the tinfoil hat. Yeah, this is where it gets very House of Cards. Yes. Uh, one of Ke- Kevin's accusers, Ari Ben, who is a Norwegian author and was married to Princess Martha Louise, he died by suicide on Christmas Day 2019, the day after Kevin released his creepy address to the people that year. Mm-hmm. Um, In May 2019, Linda Culkin, who was a nursing assistant and publicly accused Kevin of assaulting young men, including one of her patients, she died after being hit by a car. No charges were filed against the driver. And then a John Doe, who was a massage therapist and said that he was assaulted by Kevin Spacey. He died in September 2019. He was suing Kevin And they were going to go to trial in October of that year, but that didn't happen since he died. Mm -hmm. So it's all a horror show. Lives have been destroyed. And Kevin got a new job. That's where we're going to talk about this horrible movie. Yeah. And Kevin getting cast in a movie is gross, but the plot of the movie takes it to peak gross. So the um, it's a low-budget Italian movie from Italian filmmaker and actor Franco Nero, who is married to Vanessa Redgrave. So, Vanessa, come get your husband. <laughs> but she's going to be in this movie. Yeah, so. Vanessa, come get yourself as well. <laughs> yes, collect yourself as well. Um, so the movie is called, I'm going to butcher this, Liomo She Disegno Dio, translates... Uh, Translated to English is The Man Who Drew God. So it's about a blind artist who is accused of pedophilia. And those accusations turn out to be false. Kevin is not playing the blind artist. He's playing the detective who investigates the blind artist. I mean, listen, to be fair, the detective role is very good for him because he's got a lot of experience with detectives. Like, he's definitely put in his Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours of research on that one. Yeah, but no. No, but (laughs) who wants to see this shit? Who really? 
wants to see this. This is one of those movies that comes up on Netflix when you're like kind of already really tired and you're like falling asleep on the couch. Netflix is like, you might be interested in this. And then they're like, why don't I just go ahead and play it for you? And you're like, sure, whatever. You fall asleep. And then you're like, did I just watch a Italian movie with Kevin Spacey in it? Yeah, no, I hope not. That's their main audience. (laughs) Sleepy people. Franco Nero told ABC News that he's very happy that a great actor like Kevin Spacey is doing his movie. One of Kevin's accusers, Mark Ebenhawk, calls... Kevin's casting absurd, especially because of the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, like, who wakes up one day and is like, you know, I'd like to be the one who jump starts Kevin Spacey's comeback? Who wakes up? If you wake up and think that, go back to bed. Well, I mean, yeah, Vanessa Redgrave's husband is the one who needs to go back to bed. But yeah, she should have told that, him, go back to bed. Yeah, he's obviously like, uh, this is a, like, to me, it feels like a publicity stunt because, or I have another theory. It's a publicity stunt because he knows it's going to get attention because everybody is going to be talking about Kevin Spacey finally getting a job again. Or maybe the budget is so low and the movie is so bad and the script is such garbage that he couldn't get anyone. He couldn't get a single actor. He couldn't get, I don't know. I can't even think of an actor. Um um name an actor name an actor michael scott bale he couldn't even get scott bale scott bale would have done actually it. scott bale absolutely would answer his phone what, what am yes. i saying but he wanted someone just like a couple steps up from scott bale and kevin spacey is who answered the phone well kevin spacey has won an oscar but so yeah but for american beauty yeah so that's probably like he probably wanted a good actor mm-hmm. and but or maybe this Franco Nero guy's like, you know what? I don't like having a career anymore. I'm sick of, you know, making movies. So I'm just going to blow this shit up by fucking putting Kevin Spacey in my movie that nobody is going to watch. Oh, except wait, so it's for like, hell, it's, people in hell, maybe. So it's a producer situation. That's what you're saying. He's like, could yeah, I make like, a movie so bad that I can explode my own career? Who would be the worst person? He's like, okay, Kevin Spacey for acting. I'll get it produced by Harvey Weinstein. I'll see if Brian Singer can direct it. Um, Woody Allen will write it. Yeah. Is there a reporter character? Call up Matt Lauer. Um, I can't. Oh, uh, the. Chris D'Elia. He can. We'll write him a role. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Piven can play the blind guy. But. See, the, the other thing is, like, Kevin Spacey has been accused by s- several people of harassing mm-hmm. and assaulting them on sets, on projects he's working on. So why would you cast that liability? I don't know. I, I don't know that someone, someone from Italy let us know. <laughs> let us know what, like, on-set, on-set laws are like. Film yeah, but, but no. No to this no. movie. No, I mean, it's going to be terrible. Also, something that I read, too, was um, the director said something where he was like, uh, tell me if I'm quoting this wrong. I'm not even quoting it. I'm just going to butcher the hell out of it. Um, He says something like, I'm not even really familiar with the accusations against Kevin Spacey and or something to that effect. And it's like, okay, so I guess what you're telling me is that you don't have an Internet connection. You have never opened a newspaper you don't know how Google works. Yeah, you've never watched a single episode of Difficult People. <laughs> yeah. Like, or he could just say, like, I also don't care. He's like, I need an Oscar-winning actor. I couldn't get whoever. Name an Oscar-winning actor. Uh, <laughs> why am I? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin Phoenix would not do this. So, yeah, that movie is trash. But mm-hmm. we can move on to something light. Something light? Okay. Yeah. All right, well, hmm, let's see here. Okay. Well, speaking of adults who should stay away from teens. Um, <laughs> I need to stress that I'm really proud of that segue. <laughs> so last week, the trailer for the film adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen was released online. And much like the first time we saw the first trailer for Cats, a whole lot of people watched it and were like, something doesn't look right here. But instead of weird-looking cats, it was Ben Platt's face. So to to kind of go back in time a little bit, just like the last story, so Ben Platt originated the role of Evan Hansen, the titular character of Dear Evan Hansen, um, in, like, uh, workshops and on Broadway in 2016. That's when Dear Evan Hansen, it's a musical, it was on Broadway. So that was five years ago. 
and um, he was in like I think something like four or five uh, like iterations of it, right? So it's like the workshop and the off Broadway and the on Broadway. He won a Tony for it, so it's like kind of his thing, I guess. Yeah. Like so, um, there Hollywood decided to make a movie of Dear Evan Hansen because it's also a very popular musical, especially with like younger people they like it because it's set in high school it's about um a 17 year old kid named evan hansen and uh he like i haven't seen it so listen i'm just going by what i have i haven't seen it but i i know yeah i know the plot and everything and i've listened to the soundtrack and i've seen bootlegs (laughs) bootleg performances i'm really into that like watching bootleg performances on youtube of broadway shows Oh, on YouTube, I was going to say, you're not going to, like, some weird corner of the internet being like, hey, you got a bootleg of Dear Evan Hansen? How much? Yeah, no, I'm not there yet. No. I should hope not. Michael, the second that happens, call me, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'll help you through that. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so basically, the point here is that they've made a movie of it, and so we saw the first trailer of it, and here's what you need to know before you go into the trailer. So 2016 was five years ago, and Ben Platt was 22 years old when he played Evan Hansen on Broadway. So the character is 17. He was 22. That's a little bit of a, you know, an age difference. But when it comes That's to Broadway. Still doable. And, and I think it's mostly what you look like, because it's yeah. like, you know, like, who, who's some, like Zendaya is, is in her 20s, but she can play high schooler. Ariana Grande can probably still play a high schooler. You're right. And then there's like people who have a face like John Hamm, who like that guy has always looked 45. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't, you have to suspend a lot of belief with some people. So the only thing is a 22 year old playing a 17 year old worked like that was convincing enough. But now that Ben Platt is 27 and I need to stress, he turns 28 in four months. So he is closer to 28 than he is 27. Um, He doesn't look like a 17 year old anymore so no no so right after people were saw the trailer they started making jokes that you know it like it looks like robin williams in that movie jack where he like plays an adult who like is actually a kid um it's that steve buscemi meme that's like hello there fellow kids he just doesn't he's wearing like um high schooler clothes but he has the face of somebody who is who was 28 a couple of years ago. I'll say yeah. that in the well, nicest he, way possible. It looks like he's pulling like a Josie Grossi situation, like from Never Been Kissed. And he's like yeah. a 35 year old man pretending to be a high school student because he looks like a, a staff member. He looks like a narc. He looks like 21 Jump Street wouldn't even take him. They would not. It's not believable. They would, no. they would they, the kids would be like, this is what you're sending? Really? Yeah, they're like, oh, you're here for the supervisor position, I assume. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm here to go into the high school. They're like, that's never going to happen because you are so old. They're like, we yeah. have a minivan that you can drive around. <laughs> you could be like a dad. We'll send you out on stings there. So here's the thing. Ben Platt heard <laughs> what everybody was saying, and he wasn't into it. So he went on Twitter because he wanted to thank everyone for their support for you know the movie trailer because it was the first time anyone had seen well, what he, who he really needs to thank is his daddy. Because yes. his daddy's a producer on the movie and was, was a producer on the show, I believe. Yeah. Too. So that's, he doesn't need to thank everyone for their support. He needs to thank daddy. Yeah, his father, Mark Platt. Because yeah. it's like, no matter how many times Ben Platt went in front of that camera and there was like, you know, a grip and a best boy being like, oh my God, this is never going to work. He definitely doesn't look like a high schooler. Mark Platt is there being like, you're doing great, honey. You definitely look like a 17-year-old. Yeah. So You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, Mark Platt is Chris Jenner. So when um, Ben tweeted this out, he deleted it right after, probably because it, it sounds obviously like he's a little bit bitter about this. So he says, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the outpouring of trailer love yesterday. The film required me to revisit areas of personal pain. So seeing people excited and moved makes it so deeply worth it. P.S. to the rando jerks, be- or sorry, to P.S. to the randos being jerks about age, read this great article and or watch Grease. So he, again, he deleted that, but the article that he was referencing was like a Vanity Fair um, article that they wrote about it. Um, and 
you know, he talked in Vanity Fair about how, like, um, he said a Universal who is making the movie specifically wanted him for the lead role. And he said that the director, Stephen Chbosky, was like, I can't think of anyone playing Evan Hansen, but you, which really Stephen Chbosky, you should have just you should have had like two days worth of auditions. Just put another headshot in front of you. Well, I think what probably happened is Ben Platt's dad said, hey, Stephen Chbosky, you have to cast my son and say that you can't do it without my son or you don't have a job. Yeah, he's like, you literally can't do it without my son because you will literally not have a job. So <laughs> he said that Ben Platt said that he worked so hard. He lost 15 pounds. He grew his hair. He said he, he's like, I had to shave my face all the time. I'm like, yes, because you are an adult man. So that's what you got to do to make sure you don't look like an adult man. Um, and when he suggested that we watch Grease, what he's, of course, talking about is that Grease, the 1978 movie, it was a movie about high schoolers, like high school seniors, and everybody in the movie was like in their early 20s, and Rizzo, played by Stalker Channing, was 34 when the movie came out. So, yeah, but it's it's like the whole Grease thing, I mean, we have made fun of it. We have we made-, made fun of how they all look old as hell in Greece. Like, John Travolta looks like yeah. a full-grown man. Stalker Ch- Channing looks like somebody's mom. But we still love it because Greece is fun. And, and, and Greece is a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie and it's fun. Dear Evan Hansen is not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. It looks super depressing. And also, like, I would even argue, everybody always jokes about, like, Stalker Channing looking old and Rizzo. I don't think she does. She looks like a grown woman. She looks like a grown woman. She, all, I don't think anyone's honestly, expecting her to look 13. They all look like grown people. Most of them. I say they look like... Uh, they could all pass for early 20s. But they don't look like high school students. But what does a high school student look like? And don't say don't say young. <laughs> or a teenager. <laughs> young in the face. <laughs> Small. Not old. <laughs> don't use any of those words to describe it. But like, but also too, like this is gonna be me being really rude. Everybody in Greece looked good, and I think that the thing with like Ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen is the movie is lit in that like new way that they light movies, where like when I describe it to you, you'll be like, I know what you're talking about. Where it's like everything is really dark. Everything, mm-hmm. the color grading is toned way down, so all the colors kind of m- like mix in with each other. It's like the way that um, new superhero movies look, where everything is like gray tones and blue tones they well they're probably like we gotta we gotta mask this 27 year old's wrinkles yeah they have it like lit really well and then they have it like the lighting way down they should have done like rupaul's drag race season one and vaselined up all the camera lenses yeah turn up the light really warm like yeah. really high really warm vaseline up the lens or better you- yet just use the snapchat baby filter put it on him <laughs> there you go Oh no, something tells me that it, that still wouldn't work. They'd be like, it's not enough. It's not strong enough. Also, um, it should be pointed out. Some people have like mentioned on Twitter or in various articles that they don't care. They don't care if he looks old. And even if he does look old, that it doesn't matter. And that, you know, he's a good actor and he's going to sing his heart out and all that stuff. And they're like, you know, if you're a real Dear Van Hansen fan, you're not going to care. Which... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, probably. that's yeah. true. That's, that's true. true. It's like... There is an audience for this. It's not like he's making a movie for no one. It's like somebody will t- absolutely love this movie. Yeah. I, at the end uh, of the day, like, I don't care if he's yeah. playing. I don't care. But I will say, like, like you saying, you know, he grew his hair out. That, mm-hmm. to me, is one of the biggest problems. That's what makes him look really old because the mm-hmm. hair looks like a wig. Like, everyone thought it was a wig. And he's like, I grew up my hair. It's like, it looks, he looks like a, like a middle-aged aunt from the 80s who got her hair cut it's super cuts it's like that kind of hair like aunt hair it should yeah. be called dear aunt hansen dear, dear auntie hansen because <laughs> he has like aunt hair it's true it's definitely the type of hair that um someone has when they get a new haircut they don't fully know how to style it and they're brushing it a lot and you just want to tell them like don't brush it use a wide tooth comb finger yeah fluff it. yeah because it's like a helmet of hair it's like the way it's styled it just ages him so that you know someone on twitter said that he he looks like sarah paulson is marcia clark and that's what that hair kind of looks up a little like calmed down and honestly i'd rather see sarah paulson as marcia clark as evan hansen 
you know what? You're bound to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, if anything, you're bound to have a good time. <laughs> okay, so let's end with weed, one of my favorite things, specifically mm. edibles, which is also one of my favorite things. Um, rain drops on roses. <laughs> and edibles in my mouth. Yes. Yeah. THC and gummies. Um, okay, so, but the New York Times reports that big candy, meaning big candy companies, have uh, filed a lawsuit against five different weed companies for making their edibles look like actual candy. So the Wrigley Company, which owns Mars Inc., claims that these weed companies have made edibles that look like Skittles, Lifesavers, and Starburst, which are all Wrigley products. So it's a case of intellectual property rights because these weed companies are straight up trying to make these edibles like look like Skittles and such. Mm-hmm. And the lawsuit claims that children could easily mistake the edibles for real Skittles. And next thing you know, they're dancing in the ER like me. <laughs> yeah, flashback to a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So for example, there's a product like, uh, you know, Wrigley makes, Skittles makes zombie Skittles, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The weed company also makes a product called Zombie Skittles. It's called Zombie Skittles. It's not called like Bombie Vittles. Or like Spliffles. Yeah, they don't even try. They straight the- up call it Zombie Skittles. Yeah. There's no goofy marijuana-themed parody type like name there. No, the only no. difference is, so the packaging looks the same. The only difference is they have like marijuana leaves on the packaging, but it's mm-hmm. the same. And... um but they look the same. And another weed company makes weed knockoffs of Starburst, but they call it Cannabursts, and the packaging looks the same. Mm-hmm. If you were to look at it really quickly, you would definitely think it's... I've seen the Starburst one is... It it just looks like Starburst. Yeah, it just says Cannabursts. If you yeah. looked at it quickly, if you were a kid and... You were like, mmm, Starburst. You wouldn't even, yeah, you probably wouldn't notice. And mm-hmm. a rep for Mars Inc. says that they are deeply disturbed by these weed knockoffs. So Hershey's has sued weed companies before for knockoffs of Reese's. And the people who make Sour Patch Kids also sued over Stony Patch Kids. At least they kind of tried. Yeah, Stony. I mean, I get it. It's yeah, it's weed. And then Ferrara Candy Company also sued. So those lawsuits ended with a settlement and the weed companies agreeing to pull the products. So that's probably what's going to happen with the Wrigley lawsuit. They're going to settle and they're going to never make these weed Skittles again. For sure. Yeah. And a spokesperson for the National Confectioners Association, the candy people basically, says that weed companies... Yeah, have become more and more bolder with copying candy brands and that cannabis companies cannot and should not be allowed to tarnish existing brands at will. It creates consumer confusion. You know, I have to agree with this because, but not in the way that you think. I'm not concerned about accidentally eating weed. I'm concerned about accidentally not eating sugar. So, I mean, it should come as no surprise to anyone. I am very addicted to refined sugar and I can't risk eating something with a marginally lower sugar concentration. Like I can't eat something where like THC has been added and like a couple tiny milligrams of sugar have been removed. That's dangerous for my body. You'll go into shock. You'll go into shock. Yeah. yeah so I should be suing these people. You, you <laughs> should. Yeah, you should sue them. Don't have a like to stand on. I mean, I don't like that the weed companies are making me side with Big Candy because they're in the wrong. Who, Big Candy or weed? Big weed. Big weed. Well, little weed, because a lot of these companies are little. It's true, they're small companies. Yeah, like they're blatantly stealing. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but edibles look like, and taste like candy as it is. And now they're like making it look like regular drugstore candy. And like... To me, this is horrible because, like, let's say, you know, I bought these Skittles and it's Friday night and I'm all ready, you know, to get high. I'm all happy. And then I find out that my kid thought they were real Skittles and ate them all. And not only am I not going to get high, but then I got to take this damn kid to the ER and then probably CPS is going to get involved. So that would just kill my butt. That would just kill my buzz. It never happened. (laughs) It's not the that's not the Friday night you signed up for, Michael. No, 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 no. And another thing is like, um, 
So I buy a lot of edibles. Okay. And they're delicious, and they all look like candy. They look like gummy candies. You Do know, they? there's all these. Yeah. And they kind of taste like, many of them, I can't even taste the weed. Like, it does taste like candy and delicious candy. Mm-hmm. But some, but the thing is that they're so hard to get into. What do you mean? Like, hard to get into, like, the vibe of it, or? No, like, they're childproof. Like, getting the actual oh, candy, you know, okay. like, the packaging. It's so hard. Like, it's childproof. It's like you have to channel MacGyver to open it. I'm not even joking. Like some of them you have to like squeeze one part, pull this out while you're like putting a drop of your blood in the middle. It's like a whole fucking thing. You're like touching the red wire to the blue wire. Exactly. It's like stealing the Mona Lisa (laughs) would be easier. And like, especially like, let's say you're already stoned and you're trying to open it. Oh my God. It's like a child could probably open it. I should get a child just for that, actually. Allison and I will now talk about five stories, starting with Timothy Chalamet. So every character, movie character, needs an origin story nowadays. So Willy Wonka is getting one. Deadline reports that Warner Brothers is making a movie about a young Willy Wonka before he opened the chocolate factory. And the movie was singing and dancing numbers. It'll be a musical. So Paul King, who directed the Paddington Bear movies, will direct the movie, which will be called Wonka. Timothy will play young Willy Wonka, and he supposedly beat out Tom Holland, a.k.a. Baby Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Okay. When I heard this news, I was like, Timothy fans are so horny. Timothy fans are so horny. That... No, no, no. How horny are they? Oh, how horny are they? Yeah. <gasps> Timothy fans are so horny, they've responded to this news by creaming their eggs. Like an Easter cream egg. Like a... Um, like, yeah, a choc- like, like a chocolate... Like a chocolate... Cadbury. Cumberry yeah. cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, there. That was a joint joke. Yeah. But like... <laughs> To me, if Timothy Chalamet is going to star in a Roald Dahl story, wouldn't shouldn't it be James and the Giant Peach, or specifically James in the Giant Peach, or specifically grown James? I want to specify grown James in the Giant Peach. <laughs> You're like not yeah. not not underage James. No. Asterisk not underage yeah. James. We previously talked about Rita Ora and Taika Watiti being a couple, and she's been hanging out with him in Australia where he's directing um, Thor 3, the third Thor movie. Well, over the weekend, the Daily Mail published paparazzi pictures of Rita Taika and Tessa Thompson, who plays Valkyrie in the Marvel movies and is in Thor Thor 3. They were all on a balcony drinking, and they're canoodling and more. Like, they have a three-way kiss. Tessa cuddles with Taika. Taika cuddles with Rita. Rita cuddles with Tessa, like, it's thruppleness galore in front of the paps. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I mean, poor Rita Ora, always getting upstaged by somebody with an easily definable career. I Both of them. Both Taika and um, Tessa. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the most surprising thing to me about the pictures is that Rita isn't, like, squirting left and right from all the attention she's going to get from the pictures. But one thing... Also, is like Taika and Tessa, they're doing a Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel is owned by Disney. Uh-oh. That's not family friendly. No, they're going to have to no. come up with some kind of excuse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is going to curse them out. And right, yeah, right, he's going to warn them. And right after he does that, he's going to do a line off of um, Daisy Duck while Minnie Mouse pegs him. Nick Cannon may have made his seventh kid and his fourth baby within a year does that make sense it that does sense, yeah. it's too many babies yeah there's a there's a lot of numbers um so nick has been busy during this pandemic so he has he already has 10 year old twins with moran carey he has a three-year-old with Brittany bell well five months ago Brittany gave birth to a daughter they named powerful queen canon and nick's girlfriend abby de la rosa is currently pregnant with his twins and on top of that, a model named Alyssa Scott, she was also on his show Wild and Out, she insinuated in a now-deleted Instagram post that she is pregnant with Nick Cannon's baby. So she insinuated this because she said she's pregnant with a boy she plans to name Zen S. 
canon. When an Instagram user congratulated her on, you know, having, you know, the Instagram user congratulated her and Nick Cannon. And she said, thank you. She didn't correct them. So to recap, Nick Cannon's got a five-month-old and three babies on the way. Nick hasn't said anything about this. And so I guess everyone's pregnant with Nick Cannon's baby. I hope we are, Allison, because we need the money. But we got to work quick because that money's going to dry up. Yeah, I know. Dividing it between all those babies, we'll be lucky to get like a $5 bill in the mail. Yeah, yeah. And I want more than that. An old autographed Wild and Out poster. And you know that you can't sell that for very much on eBay. No, you can't get shit for that. The market's going to be oversaturated with all the babies <laughs> coming up. But really, my, I think Nick Cannon needs to rethink his last name. I know that it's Cannon and his le- is his legal last name. That's what he was born with. But he should probably change it. Because even at Cannon needs some downtime before discharging again. So, <laughs> it, so it should be like, maybe he could change to like Nick Automatic weapon what's the one that fires like 120 rounds a minute that one yeah he busts those nuts one after the other exactly yeah <laughs> and all of this during a pandemic yeah how do you find how do you find the time you're supposed to be social distancing yeah i don't know yeah yeah and he should put a mask on his mouth face and his dick mouth too that's what he should have done so before Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez broke up, they signed a deal with Hims and Hers, which mostly sells like shit for hair loss. Uh, while A-Rod is now the face of a concealer stick for men made by Hims that hides dark circles and pimples and comes in eight shades. And this is a product that is definitely needed because we all know concealer won't work on man skin unless it says it's concealer for men. It just doesn't work. No, it like um it won't even go on the skin. It like goes back in the tube, like a magnet when you put two yeah. magnets together. Yeah. Of the same polarity, of course, is what I'm talking about. So I think it's really important that um the maker of this Hims concealer stick stresses that, you know, it can cover pimples or blemishes or red spots. It can co- cover almost anything. But despite what the choice of spokesperson might lead you to believe it cannot cover up cheating no and like if a-rod concealed his crotch stick he might still be with j-lo maybe but that's a big ask michael and now for some good news so Cher announced on twitter that universal is working on a biopic of her life and she gives the movie her blessing the producers of mama mia will produce it and eric roth who wrote forrest gump will write the script so we know that the best person to play Cher is Cher, Cher. right? And yeah. current day Cher can play Cher at any age. She can play fetus Cher. Although they probably have to put some old age makeup to yeah. play fetus Cher because she's just so youthful looking. But Allison, who do you think besides Cher and Chad Michaels, because that's the obvious one, should play Cher? Don't say Lady Gaga. Don't say Kim Kardashian, please. Michael, do you think that I want to get excommunicated from your life? <laughs> life from everyone's that? every it would be from everybody's life. I from know. humanity. <laughs> that would be my canceling. That would I'd be like, I'm canceled. So my choice is not like she's not a huge name right now. She's huge to me. I would pick Patty Harrison. So Patty Harrison is an actress. Um, she plays Renee on Search Party. She plays Ruthie on Shrill. And I'm picking Patty Harrison because she is young. She has a young enough face. Long, to dark hair. Like long, super long, shiny, dark hair. I don't know if Patty Harrison can sing, but I mean, who cares? Can Just, she, she can lip sync. She, she can, can lip sync. Why why try singing when Cher is right there with the music for you? So that would be my choice. And I think that she would look really good in like all the sequin Bob Mackie outfits. Seventies, yeah, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. So who would you pick? I really I could not think of anybody. I th- my first thought was God, like I'm I'm gonna be struck down for this. But if Dakota you say Johnson. Kim. No, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson? Yeah. For some reason, Dakota Johnson came to me. I don't know why. I don't think I don't think it's that bad. I think if you put her in a black wig, she could maybe do it. I don't think she could do the voice, and that's the problem. She can't. I don't know if she can sing, but she can't do the voice. So, no, scratch that. I say, 
if it's not going to be Cher, then um, Jack from Will and Grace playing with his Cher doll. That that's who it should be. Yeah. Whoa. Let's stay home and write self quit. <laughs> I'm a lesbian who's been exposed to nuclear waste. Oh. We're going to get into the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. We're going to start with Mary. So Mary wrote in and asked, have either of you ever met any celebrities you write about in your daily life? Hmm. I see. Allison, have you met Dean McDermott? Okay, I haven't met Dean McDermott, which is crazy because we're both from Canada and everybody knows each other in Canada. You know, like I know every single person that lives here. So it's weird that I've never met him. It'll happen. It will. And also, I think I have mentioned before on this podcast, someone did buy me a cameo for my birthday two years ago of Dean McDermott. And And is it, you know, is it like if you go to Dean McDermott's cameo page, is it on there? Oh, it might be. It might be. I'm going to, I'll try to find it. It was a thrill. Like I, I, I for real love him. It was an absolute thrill. But yeah, I'm going to try to find it. How many Allisons is he doing cameos for? Probably a lot, actually. Probably, yeah. <laughs> he's he's got to make some money. Um, okay, yeah. Michael, have you ever met anyone famous? Through D-listed, yeah. Um, yeah, I've met some celebrities. But I'm going to tell my Katy Perry story. Okay. Um, which might not be interesting, but I'll, uh, hey, let's go for it. So mm-hmm. this was like the early days of D-list in 2008. So I still lived in New York. Uh, Katy Perry. Perry was a reader at the time, and she was doing like one of those jingle ball shows, you know, those jingle radio Christmas shows. Yeah, it was at Madison Square Garden. So she emailed and asked if I wanted to meet her and go to this show. So I said yes. So I took my boyfriend and she said, "Um, go to my dressing room when you get there. Mm -hmm. So we go to the dressing room, the door is closed, and I'm like, I've, I don't want to knock because then the door's going to open. They're all going to stare at us. That Like, that would make me super anxious. I was already super anxious. Right. So I was like, let's just stand outside in the hallway and wait for her to come out. <laughs> I mean, she has to come out. So I was like, let's just do that. So we're standing there. And like a minute or two later, Lady Gaga comes up. And this was before Lady Gaga was really big. This was like when she, remember when she was wearing like those um, cardboard, what was that shit? Crystals? (gasps) Yes. Okay. It was, she was wearing like the bodysuit, like the long sleeve bodysuits. Yes. And then, okay, I know exactly. And the big black glasses. I know what you're talking about. Well, she had glasses. She had like, and then she had like that, it was a wig, I'm assuming, like those blunt (gasps) bangs. And she had like, you know, black. I mean, she looked like a, you know, like a Dollar Tree Frosta from She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Like, it, anyway, so she came up and she was with Mama Makeup. And okay. Mama Makeup was her makeup artist at the time. And I knew Mama Makeup because Mama Makeup was Madonna's makeup artist and she was in Tr- Truth or Dare. So I knew who she was. So they're standing, they're waiting at Katy Perry's dressing room door too. They're mm-hmm. across from us. So we're, we're all standing there waiting for Katy Perry. And Gaga's starting to get bored. So she, like, gives her stuff to Mama Makeup and, like, primps herself up a little bit. And then she goes out, like, into the audience, which was, like, the door next to us, like, a few doors down. And she goes out, and they're all like, Gaga, Gaga. And she's, like, saying hi. And then, you know, like, a few seconds later, she comes back and waits again. So it's like she did this, like, quick ego boost. Like, just go into the audience, have them all say you love, and then come back. So then, anyway, so we meet Katy Perry and... She's nice and everything. But so at the time, Katy Perry was dating Travis McCoy. Yes. Remember from him? Jim Class Heroes. Yes. Yes. I forgot the name of the group. But yeah, he she was dating him. And I don't know if it was Page Six or Perez or someone. So he was there that night. He was gone before I got there. And um, he Page Six or Perez wrote about how he... They wrote that night about how he got kicked out of Madison Square Garden for, like, being too drunk, right? So we're in the dressing room, and they're all, like, reading the story, right, that he got kicked out for being drunk. And one of her friends says, how did they find out so quickly? I kid you not, they all turned around and looked at me. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I would have turned around too because I was the obvious suspect. Yeah. If this was a game of Clue, everyone would have would have said me, but no, it was not me. Who knew it was Lady Gaga? Huh? It was it was Lady yeah. Gaga. She did it. Yeah. <laughs> this next question comes from listener Ew. It's a question about Drag Race. So mm-hmm. Ew asks. I know they're all fabulous, but do you have a favorite drag queen from the drag race uh, universe? Is there maybe a drag queen you changed your mind on, like you didn't like her at first, but then understood her more and more, or the other way around? Okay, well, I don't necessarily have queens that I, like, didn't like and then I did like. I find, like, right away in the very first episode of a season, I'm like, that's my queen. That's who I love. So my favorites are... Uh, the dancing diva of Texas, Miss Kennedy Davenport. I mm-hmm. love her. I love Monet Exchange. Um, and I also, with that being said, I also love Bob the Drag Queen. I love their show that they do. Um, I've been a Trixie Mattel fan from a long way back. And my absolute favorite drag queen, like no question, like forever and ever till the end of time is Katya. She's incredible. To that's me. a good one. Yeah, that's like my that's my life. I love I love her so much. And it's like I love her journey. I love everything about her. One You're of my favorite crazier th- for Katya. Exactly. K crazy for Katya. I have the T-shirt. I have the underwear. My favorite thing about her that I learned was like a long time ago on an episode of uh, I think she'd said something like her. She only ever had one lipstick. It was like a cheap tube of red lipstick. And she wore it with every look to every single gig and like I love that. That says everything about her to me. I just love her so much. <laughs> I love I love Katya too. Mm-hmm. I love Manila Luzon. I love yes. um, Latrice. I love Shangela. Mm-hmm. I love Jujube. But my number one is definitely yeah. like forever and always is Alyssa Edwards. Yes. <laughs> like from her first, I can't even do that yet. I, from her, I yeah. have loved her. I even watched that Netflix show with the dancing kids. Yeah, I watched that because she was in it. That's how much I love her. So I love, like, a, I mean, just one look, and she makes me laugh. Like, just with one look she makes. So oh I love God. Alyssa Edwards. And I love Tammy Brown because Tammy Brown was the yes. first season and the first queen, like, I loved from the drag race universe. So I love Tammy Brown. And as for ones that like changed my mind, Trinity and Tatiana. Like, it's not that I didn't like them their first season. I just didn't really pay attention to them much. You know what I mean? And then I liked them when they did All Stars. Yeah, Tatiana's incredible. So is Trinity. It sounds like I'm being shady. They're both great. (laughs) Don't start shit, Allison. I don't want to start with Trinity. She could be, she could be quick on Twitter. And lastly, we have a question from listener um, Ariel, who asks, do you video chat when you record or just use audio? Have you ever recorded in person? And do you plan to do so post-pandemic? Would you ever do a live show? Okay, well, in the beginning, tell me if I'm, you know, pulling back too much of the curtain here. In the beginning, we used to do like FaceTime calls with each other. Yes. Yes. And I think we tried to do that. We tried to. And like, I think I think it was good because it's like we had to like see each other's mouths move. Like until we kind of got yeah, yeah. the hang of each other talking. Yeah. But the problem, like why we kind of stopped was yeah. it was glitchy. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would like freeze. And then also like I would have to like get ready. And you're like, you're like, you got ready. <laughs> no, no, but no. But yeah, it's like, because even, listen, even when you're friends with someone, if you're going to spend like an hour, an hour and a half on a FaceTime call with them, you want to just like put a brush through your hair. I mean, yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I or said. Or something. I would have yeah. to like, like right now I look like shit and it's fine because nobody is seeing me. But like when yeah. we would do the FaceTiming, I would like have to be kind of okay at least from the you know from the titties up yeah i would sometimes yeah i would sometimes put on mascara because i can look real sleepy if i don't and i'm like the last thing i wanted was for you to be like did you just wake up from a nap never want to give up well you're you're always just waking up from a nap so i'd be like (laughs) my life is the giveaway (laughs) um but yeah no we don't do that and uh 
doing together in a room. Yeah, if we're ever in the same city. I'd love to do that. But yeah, it's just so hard because yeah, we live very far away. And, yes. you know, it just I was planning a trip to, you know, your neck of the woods before the pandemic. And then it's like, well, that's not happening. So, yeah, now it's know. upside down. Yeah. Um, as for a live show, Michael, would you ever do a live show? I mean, Allison, you are a performer. You've performed. You've done comedy shows. I have not. I've only performed in like school plays and on first dates. I haven't acted at all or performed so I would have to be really drunk that is terrifying to me it's really scary but I think that you know what it's like when you this is gonna sound like such a cliche I can't believe I'm saying this out loud I almost just want you to like cut this just like replace it with elevator music but like when you get on a stage I have terrible <laughs> oh, stage fright is this going to be like a, uh, <laughs> the audience gives you? I'm going to turn into Liza Minnelli. The audience gives you life, and they give you the strength to put your love out there. <laughs> okay, that's Wait. the other thing. You'd have to get the audience, and we'd probably get two people, and it'd be both of our sisters. Yeah, they'd turn the house, and even then, even then, they'd turn the house lights up, and both of our sisters would be gone because they'd be like, you know what? I'm sure that we could probably do something else. Yeah, like we'll we'll ha- come back before the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'd have to like, I would say like maybe we could book a, a Wendy's party room, but that's too big. So it'd have to be like the Wendy's bathroom, but the single bathroom. Like we could sell, <laughs> we could sell that out. So yeah. yeah, so that's where we'll do our live show. Sold out. <laughs> yeah, Sold out like, show. We're like, we're like, get tickets now. <laughs> tickets still available. <laughs> like up until like the show starts at seven, we still got tickets available, folks. Fifty <laughs> percent off. Fifty free. Free. <laughs> We'll buy, you know, we'll buy you a, a Frosty. <laughs> frosty included. We'll buy you a Frosty. We'll validate your parking. Yeah. Do you need a ride home? We'll give you a ride home. We'll, we'll come pick it. you up from your house if you need it. <laughs> so to answer yeah. your question, yes, we will be doing a live yeah. show at a Wendy's near you. Yeah, at a Wendy's single bathroom near you. Mm-hmm. So it's a wrap on this episode. We're off next week. But we'll be back for more foolery on June 9th. Oh my god, it's already almost June. It honestly just feels like it was January. Yeah. So, till then. See you very soon, Michael. See you at the Wendy's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>